Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor at Forward Church in Chiefland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thanks so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. So today we're going to be wrapping up this, this series, uh, this four-part series uh, from the subject, No Access. And when I began putting this collection of talks together, I did it because I felt the real need and emphasis uh, to put an emphasis on the fact that what we go through on the daily is not just life. What we go through every day is not just life. If you're like me, I've went to people at different times and seasons in my life, and, and you know, I made the mistake of sharing things that I was going through and all those things, and they, oh, bro, that's just life. Anybody ever said that? Oh, man, I'm going through a heart. I'm going through a rough patch in my marriage. Oh, that's just, just, just marriage. No, it's not. Uh, I went, there's some, there's some stuff in my family. You know, you know I, I get it. We all, we, all, we all got crazy people in our family. If you can't point one out in your family, that's because you is the crazy one. <laughs> We've all got that. So I, I understand there are some crazy, like Pastor B, you don't know about my family. No, because y'all don't know about mine. We, we crazy sometimes. But it's not just family. This thing that we're in every day when we blink and open up our eyes, it's called war. And that's what, we're, that's what we're in. This is the season that we're in is because I feel like it's so important that we understand that what we're going through, this thing of going to the job, this, this thing called marriage, this thing called parenting, this thing called being a servant, this thing called being a pastor, this thing called... Life is not just life. This thing is war. Somebody said, man, I'm a first-timer, and I, I, I just came to be encouraged. Well, let me encourage you. The war has already been won, okay? The war has already been, the war has already been won. I know that's cliche, and pastors have said that, but I think it's, it's, it's so vitally important that we understand the war has been won, yet we still will go through battles. We will still go through times of, uh, of, 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 of battles, just crazy things happening but God has provided us with an armor and when we fight this battle that we're in his way when we do it his way when we respond the way he would want us to respond we are victorious you are you have been made to be victorious yet there's a lot of Christians who are walking around not showing a victorious personality allow what you know in your heart to touch your face and notify your face you are victorious. You are going through a battle, but the battle, the war has been won. And with God, and when you do it his way, when you take up, when you take up the shield, when you take up the, the, the armor of God, you will be victorious. Amen? So that's kind of, that's the, that's the, the preliminary of, of really uh, where we are. And putting on the armor is, was never supposed to be some daily verbal citation that I, that, I, that I spew out just so I can check it off and say, I put it on, belt, breastplate, helmet, shoes, shield, shh, shh, sword. Okay, I'm good. I'm ready to go throughout my day. That's, just, that's, that's actually a religious moment you just had. You need to understand what you just put on. Knowing that, that he put his righteousness, he said, I want my righteousness to cover your heart. I'm just kind of scaling some areas that we just touched on. If you've not been to any of these, 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 these parts, one, two, and three, uh, I encourage you to go back to podcasts and listen. But there's a reason he said, I'm going to put my righteousness across your heart because the word says that a heart that loses hope grows sick. And when the enemy tries to lie to us and tell us that, that, that we're no good and we're, we've gone too far and, and God will never use you, he's trying to attack and deposit nonsense into your heart but God says if you put on my right my right not not anything that you can do there's no list that you can do to be the better Christian 
Trust me, I've been raised in church all my life. I'm a PK. That's preacher's kid, not pesty kid, okay? Just, just clear that up. And we would, not all of us are bad. <laughs> I just wasn't one of those. <laughs> I just, just went there sometimes. But anyway, we need to understand that, that God covers us. And we need to bring God into the equation. We need to bring God into our home. We need to bring God back into the church. Because we have these agendas. We have these, these things that we, we need to cover these. We need to check all these off so that we can say we had church. I need to make sure that when I get prayed for, I fall. I believe in all that stuff. But if, 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 my, if my faith is dependent upon if it happened or not, It's just a religious, religious experience. Now, don't get me wrong. I was raised that way. I believe in it. But we should never put an emphasis on the mechanics. We should never put an, an emphasis on the miracle. Get your eyes off the miracle and get it on Jesus. The reason we're missing is because we're looking. Is it going to happen here? Is it going to happen here? Are they going to fall out? Do I cover? Do I, what, do I, what do I do? What do I do? Get your eyes on Jesus. Or else you'll, the, the, the miracle will bypass you because you're looking for it to come in a package that it came in 1975, 1985, 1995. Let's see what God wants to do today in 2020. That's all I'm saying. Throughout scriptures, God, Jesus was relevant. Relevant to wherever we are and whatever we're going through. And that should encourage you because he cares. He knows, he hears, he cares. Amen? I said this was going to be the last part. I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you, I feel, I don't know, I don't know how, I just know I feel something. <laughs> Felt it in worship. I was like, dear God. <laughs> so, in week one, we talked about the helmet. In week two, we talked about the breastplate. In week three, we talked about tactical weapons being the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. Today, we're going to talk about belt of truth and shoes of peace. Everybody say belt of truth. Shoes of peace. If you brought your Bibles, let's go to Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 10 this morning. Ephesians 6, 10 says this, a final word. Be strong in the Lord. <clears throat> And in his mighty power, put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm. Everybody say stand firm. Stand firm. Don't waver. Don't try to fit in. Don't try to, don't try to backtrack. Stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers. This is not some weak devil that you're facing. He's relentless, he's ruthless, and he never gives up. Mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that, you will be able, so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword 
of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. By a show of hands, how many people like shoes? Every lady in the house should have your hands up. <laughs> now, I know there's some dudes in here that got to like a nice pair of boots. Come on now. Who, and let me see that by a show of hands. Everybody, you like, you like shoes? There is nothing better than, than having a pair of shoes. I'm just saying. I, I, like, I like shoes. I got got to have shoes for church, shoes for, you know, shoes for going out on a date, shoes for doing, you know, whatever. I mean, you don't roll up on date night uh, with a pair of cleats or golf shoes rolling up in um, Cheesecake Factory sounding like a Clydesdale horse. You know what I'm saying? You got to have shoes for the right occasion. Everybody say shoes. Right occasion. Got to have shoes for the right occasion. I'll never forget. It's been several years ago. Uh, I flew to London for business for the call center that I worked at years ago. And, um, and, and this is the same trip that some of you know that I was there for a week and they lost my luggage and I didn't get it until the day before we left. So I was there for six days with the same outfit. <laughs> Jesus. But the only problem about this trip was in London about that time of the year, it rains a lot. Now, now what I did was I packed the, because back then that day, I mean, Life still struggled, but back then I was, B was really struggling. We were newly married, and, 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 and my, my company said, hey, we're going to send you to London, dude. I, I, I Okay, whatever, let's do it. And so I had these dress shoes that nobody knew because on the outside they looked great. On the top they were leather. They, I, I mean, I had them shine, but on the bottom they had these holes because I thought I was cool, and I, you, know, you, had to have that, you had to have that walk, you know. And, and so I just ran the rubber right off the bottom of my shoes. And so... Like rocks will go up and you see my socks, you know. So I just figured, well, nobody's going to know because my feet will be down. Nobody will see that, right? Everything looks good on the outside, kind of like the church. Everything's good, but you don't know what's going on underneath. Okay, anyway. Um, so, so I get there, and it's nothing but rain. Remember, I have holes in the bottom of my shoes, both pair. And I'm limited on cash flow to go get some. So I spent the whole week walking around with shoes. I tried to layer up because we did go and get the essentials, socks and Okay, undergarments. And so I did layer up socks on my feet, so I figured, you know, they at least soak up enough so that I wouldn't get it was cold in, at that time too. Got to have, it's nothing worse than having the wrong shoes for the right occasion. Same thing for us. What's the occasion that we're in every day? War. What are you walking in? Are you walking in confrontation? Are you always bringing drama into your family, into your home, into the place you work? What, 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 what are you walking in? Is it peace? See, people say, well, I don't understand. Is it, uh, is it a literal shoe that I put on? And it's, and it, it's, no, no, no. It's, it's a state of mind. When you have it all, it's, more, it's, the, it's the name of the message. Truth and peace, they're more than accessories. A belt and shoes is an accessory. They got a match, too, by the way. Don't wear a pair of black shoes and a brown belt. Don't do that. That breaks code. I had somebody tell me that one. You can't do that. Mm -mm -mm. You got black shoes, you wear a black belt. White shoes, white belt. Those are accessories. But the armor that God, that, that, that he's speaking of, the Apostle Paul is speaking of, it's not, it's not an accessory. It's important that we understand that wherever we go, I should be, I should be walking in peace strife and, and confrontation. I should be able to bring peace in there because I've got the gospel of peace. I've got good news. I've got something that I can bring into this place of business that is chaotic. I should be bringing peace. Amen? 
God is telling us through his word that we've got to put, we've got to put on the right armor for the right occasion. Point number one that I want to give you this morning. I've only got two points. The first one is this. I need the truth of God. We're, talk, we're going to the belt first. I need the truth of God around my waist. Write that down. I need the truth of God around my waist. When the apostle Paul mentions the armor of God, he was relating it to the armor of a Roman soldier. The belt served the belt back then served two crucial uh, uh, reasons, two crucial purposes. Number one, it was it, it held his weapons and his equipment together. It held it all together. So that way the sword and, and all the other stuff he had, it wasn't clanking around. Can you, can you imagine sneaking up on your enemy and all you hear is clank, clank, clank because you got all your, all your armor and all your gears just moving around? The belt actually held it all together, kept it all together. It served another purpose. It held it all together. And then it also, it, it held his garment where it needed to be so that when he applied and put on the armor, it all stayed so that when he moved forward, he didn't trip. Because if you look at what they wore back then, it was kind of almost like a, a guy's dress, so to speak. And it was a long, uh, 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 a long cloak kind of thing. And then, he, and then you can look the picture up. I'm trying to give you a description, but you got Google and Siri just like I did. And I looked it up this week. So anyway. The other purpose for the belt was to keep that garment and, the, and the, his gear together so that when he moved forward, he didn't trip up. Some of us have garments that we put on, and then when we move forward, some of those garments aren't godly garments, and then we get tripped up in life. So it's important that we have a, the belt of truth. It's important that we have God's truth, what God says about us, what God's word says about what I should be doing, what, what God's word says about how I should be a parent, what God's word says about how I should be a spouse. If I get out and try to do it in, in my fleshly garment, I'm going to get tripped up. Anybody ever been tripped up before in life? So basically the belt held it all together. Translation, without the, without the belt of truth, you can't move forward. You can't stand without everything falling apart. You need God's truth over your life. You need God's truth over your marriage. You need God's truth over your family. As if not, it will fall apart. If God is not at the center, and we've talked about this, every piece of the armor was, was pointed back at God. It's, it's God. It's God. It's his thoughts. It's his righteousness. It's his truth. The shield of faith, it's not, I don't have faith in my faith, I have faith in God. That shield, the Bible says, he will be my protector. He will be my shield. So basically, every piece of the armor is saying, bring God back into the equation. The reason some of us, uh, things are crazy and chaotic is because we've got our earthly garments on trying to run and we get tripped up. And we might have some of the armor on. We're, we're trying to be peaceful, but yet we didn't put the hel helmet of salvation on. And we, we're, we're trying to be peaceful, but yet we're listening to all the, other, the lies of the enemy and all the other things that our family members say. Come on. What are you saying, B, without the truth of God's word in, in, in the center of your life? Your life will fall apart. Without Jesus in the center of your marriage, your marriage will. It will fall apart. If Jesus is not constantly put at the center, denying my flesh, denying my selfishness, deny, it, it will not stand. You must have truth of what God says around everything. Must be at the center. We must understand the truth of who God is. We must understand the truth of what God says about us. If not, we will fall victim to the lie of the enemy and lies of culture. And inevitably, everything in our life will fall apart. 
Paul is actually referencing a, a guy that came before him by the name of Isaiah. Let's turn there real quick. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 5. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 5 says, He will wear righteousness like a belt and truth like an undergarment. Basically, what Paul was saying is, remember Isaiah, remember what he said? We need around our waist, we need righteousness. We need faithfulness in our lives. We need the truth of who God is. The reason a lot of people won't come to church and they won't, they won't, they won't relinquish how they feel is because we presented a false narrative of who God really is. Well, God just wants me to be blessed, and God just wants me to be perfect, and God just wants me to... N- nobody can live up to that. Not a single person in this room is perfect. Not even I. But God values you, and he accepts you where you are today. Where you are today, but he's got a plan for your life to, m- to move forward. Amen? See, that's another lie. Well, just stay where you are. God just loves you. He accepts you. You can't, you can't do that. If you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. There's no other direction. Standing still is stagnant, and I don't want to do that either because then weeds and all kinds of stuff grow up around me. I don't need that. I need to be moving forward. I need to be about what God wants in his kingdom, and I want to be all about it. Amen? We're talking about truth and peace. All the enemy knows how to do is lie, 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 lie and twist the truth. He knows the truth. He knows the truth. He knows what God, he knows what God says about you, but he manipulates and he lies and he twists the truth. That's why we got to have the hymn of salvation on to protect and have God's thoughts about us. It's the only thing he knows how to do is to lie. He takes the truth and he distorts it. From the beginning, it's the very thing that, that the enemy tried to do was to, y'all know the story of Adam and Eve that God put him in the garden and said, here, be fruitful, multiply, they naked. Y'all know all that stuff. I ain't going to go all there. And he said, there, you, can have, you can have all of this, but this one tree you cannot have. What did the serpent come in and do? Surely God didn't say that. See, he knew truth. He said, God said, not you can't have that. But he said, surely God didn't mean that. Surely God's okay with me doing this. Now I just came to 2020. Surely God's okay. It's a lie. If God says not to and then you hear it might be okay, that's a lie. It's deception, manipulation. His M.O., the enemy's main objective, has never changed. It's a lie. It's the same thing that, he, that the serpent told Jesus when he came out of the desert. He said, if you are the son of God, and then he, started, then he actually started quoting scripture. The, 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 the devil, the enemy, if you really are the son of God, turn these, turn these rocks into, to, turn these stones into bread. Just step off this cliff and they, let the angels will catch you. If you're really God, if you're really the Son of God, how many of you have listened to the, how many of you have heard the lie of the enemy that has said, hey, it's okay, it's, it's okay. God, it, it's okay, he just loves and accepts you. That's why it's important that we understand the truth of what God's word says, how we should live, how you should live, how I should live, and how we should do this thing called life together. It's what he does. He wants us to question God. Does God really want my whole, does he really want my whole life? Does he really want me to surrender? I really think I could do this thing. You know our relationships get crazy? Because we're some selfish people. We're selfish. My way or the highway. Get to book and put some gas in a tank and skip. Because if you ain't ready to surrender, 
I'm out. It ain't about me. I love you. It's about Jesus. Anything that's not based on truth will never last. And the truth that I'm referring to is Jesus. It must be based on Jesus. Does God really want me to put him first? Does God really want me to give, give money? Does God really want, really want my body to be holy? That's the enemy. When I rely on the truth of what God says about me, I don't have time to listen to the voice of the enemy. This is who he says I am. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you how you need to be when you hear that stupid devil. This is what God says about me. Let's look at the devil's strategy. Let's go to Revelation. Are you with me this morning? I, I, want, I, I want this to shake you up so that you see we really are in a war. We really are in a battle, but God has equipped us with everything we need to win the battle. It's our flesh. It's the enemy. It's the lies. It's, it's the twisting manipulation that tries to get us off course. Every one of us. Every one of us. Revelation 12, 9 says this. This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world. So you're, you're included. We're not putting, we're not saying he, you're, you're in the wrong place and God's, de- the enemy's deceiving you. He's deceiving the whole world. But he was thrown down to the earth with all of his angels. Let's, let's just keep on going. Let's go to John 8, 44. John 8, 44 says this, for you are the children of your father, talking of the devil, the devil And you love to do the evil things that he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He was, he has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character. So if you hear a lie, you know it's not God because there's no lie in him. It's not consistent with his character. So if you start hearing questions of, will God be okay with this? It's inconsistent with the character of God. For the devil, he is a liar and the father of all lies. That's who he's talking to. He's talking to you. He's talking to me. He's talking in our ear. And he likes to take truth and manipulate it and distort it and to get us to question God. Am I called? Right place, right reason, right season. Am I called? Am I, am I, am I good enough? Am I really forgiven? Does he really love me? Is he, does he really provide for me? That's his main objective. So you'll never walk in your potential. Listen, you'll never tap into who you really are and experience the truth of who you need to be until you bring Jesus into the equation of every area of your life. Watch what John 8.32 says. John 8.32 says, And you will know the truth, know this word, know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Truth that you know. When we get truth on the inside and truth around our waist, we can live our life free from sin, free from addiction, free from unforgiveness, free from hurt. When you get the truth of God around your waist, you can walk victoriously. You can walk the way you're supposed to walk. I love what she said. You don't have to worry about you need to walk the way somebody thinks you need to walk. The only person you need to be worried about are you walking properly is Jesus. Because a lot of times when I start comparing my life to yours and go, well, man, I'm, 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 I must not be a great Christian because he's doing all this and must be, must be better. And, when I, and I was listening to her while I was back there. And when we, when we begin to try to do things the way we, we think people think we need to, 
We're actually lessening who God wants us to be because I'm trying to be something he's not created to me, me to be and you're missing out because I'm not what you need. Amen. Man, don't be a counterfeit. Anything other than the original is a counterfeit and every single person in here is an original. Original fingerprint. You're an original. Anything other than that is a counterfeit. I don't want to be a counterfeit. I don't want to be a husband like every Tom, Dick, and Harry, how they got it all together and they do all this and they do all that and be a great dad. I want to be who God's called me to be. I'm not perfect. I'm not there yet. And guess what? I never will be till I die and go to heaven. So you're stuck with who I am. But yet I'm, but, but you're not just stuck because I have a heart that's sensitive to God that says, I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better daddy. I want to be a better person. I want to be a better servant. I want to be a better leader. I want to be a better lover. I want to be better at forgiving people. I'm not perfect at it, but I want to get better. I'm not just tuning out going, well, except before I, who I am and how I am, this is where I stay. God doesn't want you to stay. Because if you stay, you're not growing. Somebody told me right before we came up today and said, I came because I, I, came I needed something. That tells me that that's somebody that wants to grow. I want to grow. And everything with inside of you should be saying, well, he just, I want to too. I want to grow. God can use you more through growth. He can do more with you when you grow. Point number two, I need to put peace on my feet. In the middle of this battle, I need peace. Somebody say, man, I need, no, 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 I need, you remember the road warriors? Uh, wrestling, had the big spikes, hawk and animal, I think is what his name. I'm going way back. Some of y'all like, well, you, you real old. I am. You tell me I'm going to war, you better, you better I need some steel toe boots. I need to kick, I, I need something. I, I, you tell me I need to be peaceful? I'm, I'm in war, but I need to be peaceful? Yeah, because every area you're going into, you're in the workplace and, and on the streets and every area we go, it's full of chaos. God is not the author of confusion. That's the devil. Amen. All this chaotic stuff going on. He, he, he wants you to have peace. Yeah, but you don't understand what they're saying about me. I need, to be able to, I need to be able to talk back. I need to be able to tell what I need to. No, time will take care of the truth. Yes. Stop trying to convince everybody. They're, they're believing the lie of the enemy. Time will tell. <laughs> the devil is a lie. Anything that's got division, that's the devil. It's the enemy. And what he's put in you, what he's, what he's given to you is to have peaceful shoes, to walk into a chaotic environment and just know that you're bringing Jesus into that thing. You should be able to just walk in and not say a word. And then there are other times that you can hear somebody dogging out his spouse, dogging out her, her husband, nah, 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 nah. and you can just say, hey, you know what? I was there too one time. It's peaceful shoes. And you know what? God changed my marriage. He just brought peace into that situation. That's why it's important that we, we put on the shoes of peace. Lace them up. Lace them up. God is saying, I want peace on your feet. For every hostile environment you walk into, for every chaotic tactic of the enemy and strategy against your home you need to be able to walk into peace y'all know married people y'all know y'all know when when it's been a rough day when you walk in and she's at the counter she's talking guys i'm talking to y'all this is not how it plays in my home so don't think that i'm role-playing i'm just saying y'all know when it when it when it, when it's so tense in the room y'all know what i'm saying 
You're like, okay. <laughs> she knows she heard the garage door go up. She knows you're home. Stop trying to act. But you can walk in with such peace. Hey, babe. <laughs> oh, she role playing now. I like that. <laughs> Tell me, what's up? Um, where was I? <laughs> hey, baby. It all starts at, hey, baby. You can break down the defensiveness of your spouse, your children, your co-workers, your boss. You can break it down. You have peace. You should be equipped with peace on your feet. There's a reason why I'm letting that just sit quietly because that's the, power, that's the presence of God. It's peace. I know there's children, and I, I, I understand all that, but I, I'm, I'm, wanting you to just to, I'm wanting you to breathe that in because that's the same thing that you can bring into the environment that you find yourself in every day. It's peace. I know I'm staying on the, sh- the shoe thing, but I need his peace in the midst of war. I need God's peace. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Forward or just to connect with us, go to myforwardchurch.org. We love you. The best is yet to come.